as of yep. now, when, when we're, we're recording, Crowther is not cleared to play. I don't, like, I don't really... I hope he's all well and everything. Like, I, I hope he's healthy, but I really don't care if he plays or not. That's My hot take is I don't care for Crowther this year. Ladies and gentlemen of Jets Nation from around the world, you're listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Jets Podcast. The Jets hired Robert Sala, the very energetic, uh, bald, intense, good-looking guy. Don't name it to me as the GOAT. And Lawson, like, has had a little bit of an injury history, but, man, he's a rocket. He's a ball of muscle off the edge. Denzel Mims is there, and he's got it. Denzel's going to be another big, fast, athletic target for us on the outside. We're a good football team. And now, let's kick it over to your hosts, Brandon Ferris and Spencer Klein. Welcome, everyone, to the Good, the Bad, and the Jets podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ferris, and alongside me is Spencer Klein. And Spence, it is game week. I hope you're excited. We've been waiting all offseason for this. We started this in February, so we had no game action until now. We are doing the, the game preview today, doing some last-minute predictions, record predictions. We're here. We made it. Yeah. I mean, like we said, all the good vibes up until now. It's been it's been a long, long year <laughs> of getting this yeah. team ready. And now it's time to you know, put all the talk and all the hype and everything onto the field and like we say let's keep those Dan Feeney good vibes that were off the field <laughs> carry them onto the field as long as he's not but, playing <laughs> exactly so that, and that, that just really that's so sorry it's towards the rest of the play that will be on the field let's bring the positive energy yeah. performance in and play well and get get the ball rolling definitely uh, fired up for Sunday yeah speak, speaking about the, the guard position I'm excited to see AVT play I don't think we really saw him at, at all this this uh, yeah, preseason, we, right? Him and Moore the whole, should be the full unit really hasn't played together yet no, in the O line very yeah. much, which is which is interesting. But look, we'll we'll see that starting Sunday. Yep. Simply, and we don't even know who the right tackle is yet. Well, although yeah, I think we have a strong it, feeling, but we don't probably know Moses. Yet. But yeah, they they said Salas said he wouldn't say it. So keeping it mysterious, I guess, be a fun thing to see. And I know. For week two, your your favorite thing. I know I'm a little ahead of it, but you like to see who's going to be announced the offense or defense for uh, player interest. So that will be another thing we can watch for in two weeks. It, it's like such a silly thing, but it, it's no doubt important for the energy. Like obviously the, this year, you're going to want to see the offense introduced. Like yeah, that's just so the camaraderie. Clear. No <laughs> doubt, and if they don't do that at the game, like we'll be a little disappointed. Like. The crowd's still going to be full of energy and and camaraderie. Yeah. But let's let's hopefully see uh, see Wilson leading the crowd on uh, on next Sunday. And good transition there. Wilson and a few other players were actually just named captains. We're recording this what Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Yep. The Jets just announced a few captains, and I'm going to say I'll let I'll let you give your thoughts. Uh, quick thoughts, not not that big of a deal, but I was surprised by two specific names who who got it. Um, well, first I'll say the name just in case for those of you who haven't seen it yet: Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, Foley Fatukasi, T.J. Mosley, and Justin Hardy. 
and uh, they're doing a weekly. They're also doing a weekly, oh, okay. an, an extra weekly captain, voted on by the staff. As the Got last it. Captain. Okay. That so it's a makes different sense. guy every I week. Like I that. like that. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, thoughts. I like the five that are there. They all make sense. Hardy, kind of like the special teams rep. Yep. Mosley, of course, just by default should be one. <laughs> and look, Fadukasi, he's earned it. He's been around now for sure. I'm I'm glad that he's getting that recognition. And I mean, nothing nothing really to say about Wilson and Davis. I expect that that they should be leading the offense and the offensive side. Yep. My one surprise, I mean, you could make cases for some other offensive guys too. But my one surprise that connects to both sides of the ball. Then I want your thoughts that you have to react to this is where's Marcus May? That's my that was my initial thought. I would have expected oh, yeah, him to a, uh, a good for sure be in this group. I hope this... that was my big like oh interesting reaction when I saw it. I feel like he's been a little disgruntled since the contract dispute happened. Based yeah, on look, which is fair. You gotta, I understand that from his perspective as well. But at the same time, if he was such a leader last year, what's what's going on? I, exactly. I agree with you, yeah. he, he he should be a part of this list. So that that's my only yeah. uh, like interesting. I I raising um, reaction to the list. I'm yeah. not gonna overreact to it though. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it's not it's that not important. Not Win, play well. Yeah. That's all that yeah. They could put Daniel Brown as captain, but as long as they win, I don't care. They could put him, Dan Feeney, Ryan Griffin, <laughs> just do the whole the whole squad together. <laughs> so my my two surprises. First, I'll say Hardy, just because I've totally forgot he was on the team. Because I just haven't yeah. heard anything about him all off season. I think he might have been hurt for half a camp, but I mean, good He's for him. He's kind of like when wasn't Rontez Mills or sorry Miles? Rontez Miles. I, I even, yeah, he was. Yeah, wasn't he a captain at one point? <laughs> yeah, for like three years, he was the backup. Exactly. Like, so it's, third it's a special State, teams rep. We got to have yeah. someone from there. Yeah. So that's all. I was surprised to see him, and I was I was surprised to see Foley make it. I that one is a little random of yeah. that group, I would say. I, I mean that's early, but like would not have predicted that if if we were if we were predicting this. I would have like <laughs> before. I would have liked to see Quinnen there, but yeah, that would have been if, good if they're doing D line. But good for Foley. I know you said you wanted to wanted them to trade him. You don't know if he's I, yeah, stick, I stick to the team. I think I think they think he's very valuable now. He's he's I, I don't know. I guess he's going to s- not start, but I think he's going to be a big part of the defense, and I. Would hope that they keep him, but that was a. I'd say I'm definitely backtracking my claim there at one point where I said I thought they would move on. But look, they clearly value him. Not that I didn't. I just thought like, where does he fit with with yeah. how the group was going to be? But now that he's here in this group, I sure I'm confident he will be here through the whole season. So we'll we'll talk about that next off season. What will happen there? Yep. We've got to, of course, got to see how he produces first. So I mean, I, I think he'll be a very. I I think they will. Split time with Rankins and Foley. Yes, agreed, agreed. I guess one other note to this, and then we could uh, talk about the, the main item of the week. Is uh, I guess Carl Lawson. Well, I shouldn't say. I guess I would have thought Carl Lawson. I guess if healthy, would have been a part of this group. I would think by default, but I don't I know. Mean, it's just like my one random thought <laughs> to add there. Yeah, I, I have nothing to say to that because he's out for the season. So exactly. So I look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you said, win, play well. Yeah, it's cool that you see the names that are here. And that's really all that there is to that in that that uh, announcement today. And before we go into the main part of the segment, I know you 
wanted to passionately talk about another <laughs> AFC team and and what the issue is. So let, let's hear your thoughts on whatever you want to tell the listeners this week. Yeah, it's the, the one non-Jets related <laughs> item, but it relates to space of what we've seen. We always harp on like stop building teams to be in the middle of not win now and of not fully tanking and not letting the young guys play. What the hell are the Texans doing right now? <laughs> I, I don't understand their roster at all. I, like last night, they just signed Danny Amendola to a deal. The backfield is the biggest joke backfield in the league. I saw the, the most alarm. To me, it is alarming. If I'm a Texans fan, sad is they have zero rookies starting. What are you doing? Isn't what Nico are they Collins trying gonna to start? Do? Opposite. Cups? I, I guess he's not. Maybe he's not listed as a starter. Okay. I, I would. I did. I saw. I, I can't recall exactly who tweeted it to give them the credit. But some, they're I guess listed starters are no rookies right now. I did see that what they're is, one of like the oldest teams in the league too, which is literally what is their direction? I have I don't understand any of this at all. It's just just had to to make a note of it because it's exactly what we said about the Jets need to stop doing. And so far, yes, glad to see that they're they're just not, not committing that. to a rebuild when they should. Yeah, Texans are doing the textbook. This is what not to do. Yeah. Example <laughs> right now. So, yeah, I think as most are predicting, one of the worst teams in the league, but just had to highlight that because I'm just I'm amazed by the, the, the foolishness. Of, to me, yes, foolishness of the moves that they've know, made. They'll probably be the worst team in the league, and I can see the Jets. So the Jets go to Houston this, this year. I could see the Jets losing that game. It could be and one of those where they just don't come ready to play. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, I mean, that's what exactly. Will said when we talked to him, that there's going to be one, yep. one or two games where <laughs> – they should win, but they lose, and everyone flips out. So that could be exactly. a trap game. But who well, knows? We will see when that game comes. Although, and we can, when we're done with the Texans after this, I, I, high rise not awful. He's not good at all. He's but very he's not average. Like, he's, a, he's a serviceable yeah. stopgap guy that could play some games. So I agree with Will's point there. What you said, like, hopefully, hopefully it's not one of those trap games. You yep. better come ready to play that week, but Let's hope. we'll close the book on that little topic there and uh, start talking about the the season thoughts for the players and week one. Yeah, but before we jump into that, I did want to make one other note, something exciting. Oh, that yes. We are, Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. We are going to be trying. So we, we are working with Anchor and getting a subscription model going for our podcast. We will be having a 99-cent a month plan where you will be able to get an extra episode every week of either just myself or both of us breaking down the game from the last week. All those episodes will also be ad-free, and if we have some special guests, maybe they will be subscriber only, depending on, on who we get on the pod. I know Spence has been hard at work DMing people. <laughs> to get guests yeah, on, we're working on some fun, interesting, and recognizable names. So, yeah. we so will, uh, you have we, to stay posted on that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, stay posted on on, uh, on everything. We will give some more information, but we we hope you are as excited about that as we are. So, with that, let's go into our season predictions. We'll we'll give our our record predi- prediction as well and do a, a quick breakdown of this week's game. Well, Spence, we are finally here just a few days before week one. We are recording this in the middle of the week, and it's time to give some predictions that we've been 
kind of hinting at all summer of, of what we think the Jets are going to look like. We we did get a lot of different Jets fans' perspectives and, and guest perspectives on what the Jets are going to, to be like, but we did not give ours. So why don't we start with you, Spence? What are you looking at for the prediction? I'm putting you on the spot first because I don't want you changing yours while I'm doing mine. <laughs> So I guess I guess we'll start it off player wise, then I'll give my my final prediction of yeah. the record. How does that sound, Brandon? Perfect. Good to, good All right, so I'll put some numbers on it, and I'll do it based on uh, off their their player props that are out that I have as well. So of course, I mean it's going to be offense heavy. That's no doubt about it. First, <laughs> and I mean kick it off with that. Zach Wilson, of course, the the man of the hour of every hour <laughs> at this point. <laughs> His overs when I got these locked in. 3,800.5 yards, over 20.5 TDs, and under 13.5 interceptions. And sorry, over on the initial yards number. Those are the three that I have locked in. I've taken all those. They're fully secured, ready to roll. They will cash, no doubt about that. But just my little thoughts on those numbers, I don't see how those aren't realistic. Like you've been saying, they're going to be playing from behind. That's yep. the reality of it. And these numbers are, should not be should not be out of reach simply. And look, on top of that, I do have a rookie of the year bet in. I do think that's a reasonable one. Again, well. game flow is going to be involved with that. It's just it's just one you got to be realistic about there simply. So I think we talked on the quarterback about one. Yeah. Are are you disappointed? You are you are you disappointed if he doesn't finish top five in rookie of the year? I think I am. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I that that's that's got to be like. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm putting the, the expectation a little bit higher. Should be top three. Yeah, should... yeah. Lance and Fields, of course, are not starting day one. <laughs> From the other three that are starting day one, it's got to be in that final vote then of the conversation between I mean, it, those three, three by default. It's either gonna be like him, Lawrence, or Harris. Right now, should be the favorites. I haven't checked yeah. the odds since, but Fields and Lance aren't starting. And Wilson just has a better supporting cast, better situation. I think he has a very realistic shot at winning Rookie of the Year. I yeah, it's it's yeah. it should totally be on the table. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a disappointment if it doesn't happen. Simply yeah. so. I think those are my simple thoughts on Wilson. Just needs to get close to those numbers. If not, exceed. I mean that that's the over number on his yards. But for me, like. I mean, it's a little lofty, I guess, but I would love to see 4,000. I don't think that's that nuts either, especially you add in an additional an game now. Game, yep. I would think, a, like, taking out the props, like what I would expect, I guess, on, in relation to this 4,000 yard, I do think the 20 touchdowns is reasonable, though. If it's at 20 and a half is the over-under now, I would say that's fair. I would say Picks, it's at 13 and a half. Yeah, I would love to see 10 interceptions. I would say be, be a few under that. 13 and a half, I'm not going to flip. Again, like we were talking with Will, if they're good decisions, we'll live with it. But yeah. I would love to see, well, we'd love to see zero, but 10 would be a nice number that I think we can live with as long as they're, again, reasonable decisions. So, I, I would agree, yeah. I will. I'll turn it to you. What, any other thoughts you have on Wilson there before we move over to the, the other uh, prized groups. <laughs> I I'm guess we'll call them that. to see how much he rushes. If they have any rushing plays set up for him, I don't know how much he would run on his own. I know he does run pretty well when he's scrambling, and he's yeah. pretty good on the on the throwing on the run. So I'm wondering. I would I would like to see some options or some sort of yeah. trickery. I know we didn't see any of that with Gates, so. I'll say this for the whole offense. Right. I want to see 
a whole new playbook, something interesting. I want to see some trick players plays end arounds. Yep. I don't want to see the HB die right up the middle. And you, if you play Madden, you know exactly what play I'm talking about. I want to see outside runs. I want to see play action. This goes for for Salah, the floor. Get creative. That's and I, what I want to see. And this is another simple thought that you will agree with, I'm pretty sure, is I don't want to see when it's third and long, we're playing give up football, we're just going to run it so we could punt. Take a shot. What do you have to lose this year? Let him get that experience where you're third and long and you're actually trying to, to move the chains, not this silliness. All right, third and 15, Let's. this is quoting last year or whatever. Yeah. Reflect on last year, third and 15, handing it to Gore to just get a three-yard gain and, and say, see ya, punt it off. If, Don't if want I, to see that anymore. If I see that on the opponent's 25-yard line and Salah's settling for field goals, we have a problem. You got you got to be aggressive. And I guess that that's another – I mean, it's a simple con, but it's true. We need to see aggressiveness too much. Stop playing a safe game. We, we would say this last year. Stop playing like you're a 17 – or now with 70 games, you're a 17 and 0 team. Play with aggression. Yeah. Play. Uh, sorry, said the other way. No, no, no. Actually, that, that was the right way to say. It. I thought I was conflicting uh, that. It's play like you're just, just trying to win games. Around. I think that's <laughs> that's the simple statement. Just don't play like you're being so safe. Yeah. Take some yeah. reasonable shots. So that's my thoughts on Wilson. I think. Oh, of course we think, but hopefully we're going to see a you know, a great productive year and and like we've been saying in the other episode we don't have to hold our breath on each ball that's released from his hands <laughs> that's a simple ask for i think that we can uh, hopefully get <laughs> i'm i'm pretty confident that he can win rookie of the year like i said i think it's between him yeah. harris and lawrence and I, running backs usually don't win rookie of the year right it's usually a quarterback for the most part it's tough it's yeah like saquon was the closest and look of yeah. course it didn't even happen yeah. at the end of the day so yeah we'll we'll see I do want to move over to the running backs because we've talked about yep. Wilson all summer. By the end of the year, who is – I think we both know the answer to this, but who is the RB1 at the end of the season? I think it's – I think and, of course, want it to be Michael Carter. That's no okay. doubt. They drafted him. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to dive into that. We know where they drafted <laughs> him. We know day one it's not – he's not going to be RB1. That's just being realistic, but – as the season progresses, I think a reasonable goal there is that he should lead the team from the uh, running back room in touches. I think that's not I'd a crazy week ask. 10, and, and I, th- I think by week 10, he can get a stronghold of, of, the, of yeah. the position. Yeah, and look, and it doesn't mean we don't want to just you know, cut off the other backs. I, I definitely want to see some Ty Johnson. He, he definitely showed production last year, and he's looked good so far, so we'd love to see that duo I, continue on. and. I, yeah. The others, the others, I guess I'll group them into one little batch. I'm, I'm shrugging as we're talking now. I don't really have strong expectations. <laughs> well, Coleman's for any of them. The starter I, I, right now, if if that means anything, I, I think he'll have a big role. In the I feel first like few that's weeks. after the bye week. I yeah. think he's going to dwindle. Like he might be listed as the starter, but and, yeah. and get the first snap a bunch of times. But is he going to be the one producing week after week? Hopefully I don't think not. so. That's that's my expectation. Maybe, look, he yeah. might be the red zone guy. I think that's something that uh, he could fit simply. How big is he for that group? So he like, he's not like a big body guy though. They don't have a big he's body not guy. Huge, that's what like, I'm saying to you. They need they really like don't. a Chris Ivory yeah. guy, like someone big. I'm, I'm looking up to get. Can... 
who can do he's, that. He's six one two ten. So of that Ke- group, Coleman six one. The... Yeah, he's that big. Jeez, I of, thought he was of that five, group, he's nine. he's the wow. the bigger one, but like not by much. I mean, wow. yeah, Ty Johnson's five ten. Michael Carter is tiny. <laughs> I think he's five six. And honestly, I'm just not grouping P Ryan or Josh Adams into that batch. Yeah. I don't like. They might get some touches, but they're not going to be in the. It's, if you were breaking down into like a tier A, tier B of the of the group of five, they're the tier. Yeah. <laughs> Simply. Yeah. And so not much else to say about that. Like I said, I think Carter will be RB one by the end of the year, and that's what we've yeah. got to hope for, really. Only number I'll toss in, and of course, this is one of my bets I do have as well. As Brandon knows, I have every single Jet offensive prop, <laughs> and you're hearing them as we go. Michael Carter's over when I locked it in was for this is rushing yards, 575.5. If, if he goes on the trajectory as we're expecting, I don't think that's not reasonable to reach as well. I also wouldn't be, yeah, I would say, fully shocked if he doesn't hit it. Yeah, it's a hit or miss. More, like, more for him is the total yards from scrimmage. Like We would love to see... I just want to see his I guess that we could put too. a number on. Yeah, I would love to see. I mean, is this, I don't know if he's even too low. 900 total yards between rushing and catching. He's definitely going to be catching a lot of balls, too. That That's for sure going to be his forte of the group. I was going so, to say like six or 700. Okay. So total total yards for yeah, you? Yeah. Okay. Look. Let's oh, see who's right and who's wrong. He, if he hits either, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll be happy hitting either of those as that will be. Yeah. Uh, Overs <laughs> from what is on them, paper now. I I really can just see them putting Coleman and Piran in in spots where we just get annoyed and just take away carries. Yeah, from, from <laughs> <laughs> that's it's totally possible. Look, we can't forget what what they had done in San Francisco. That's how yeah. they operated basically. They're so just gonna go with the hot It will hands. be it will be an interesting group to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping Carter establishes himself as the hot hand by week ten or eleven. Yep. Simply the same thought as well. It, it's uh, it's the goal for that group. So, yeah. I think with that we can jump to jump to wide catchers. receiver. Just, I think. Yeah, just loop <laughs> them in with the tight ends. Just do pass catchers. Yeah, tight ends. I got nothing on the tight ends really. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll start. I'll I mean, start. just score, get some positive yards, and score a couple of touchdowns. I can't put numbers on any of those in that group yeah. now. I think it's just Croft, it's really difficult Gr- to Griffin Brown. Yeah, just forget about it i i guess like we could get put one thought on it. my one thought i i guess it's kind of just me thinking of it now i wouldn't be shocked if none of them eclipse 300 yards receiving i could see croft with maybe hitting 250 or yeah. so just based off of opportunities but yeah yeah that that's my just feel on it right now outside of that i got nothing to that group <laughs> unless it changes yeah so i'll i'll start with Corey davis as you've heard last week with uh, not last week, this week, talking to Will. I'm very high on Corey Davis. I did take his over on FanDuel, over 825.5 yards. I think that's a steal. As long as he's playing all 16 or all 17 games, like like Will said, he should easily eclipse that. That's about 40, 45 yards per game. I As the wide receiver one in a, with a team that's going to be down a lot, I think he should have a field day. I think... He can definitely get like 11, 1,200 yards, five or six touchdowns, and I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I would say, look, his numbers clearly increased from the number you have. I, when I got him, his over was at 800.5, and look, clearly that's went up. Yeah, I think Will <laughs> said he got around 900. The secret is out on him. Yeah. Yeah, 
exactly. The, the secret is out on Corey Davis. And look, I think both of those numbers are still low. Just I, think, just, just the volume of what he's going. I think to anything be under a thousand. Into. Anything under a thousand is low, I, in my opinion. Yeah, I think. Look, we talked about this a little. I know briefly in other episodes. My, my goal for him is is a thousand and eight at least. And that's of course eight touchdowns. I don't think that is a crazy ask. And look, yes, we're tying that back earlier to Wilson's overs at twenty point five. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Corey Davis gets close to half of those touchdowns. He should be that dominant target in the red zone too. So, I, I, that that's my bar for him, a thousand and eight. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, or what numbers do you have on him if you differ? For Davis, I yes, I, I think he can. Anything over a thousand is an A plus. Since we said, yep, Will said what only three guys had a thousand yards. For the, for the I, I know it's crazy. <laughs> Anything over a thousand yeah. is good. I would hope he gets somewhere between eleven hundred and twelve hundred. Like I said, six. Oh, touch, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> six touchdowns is good enough for me. Touchdowns, positively and negatively, regress each year. They're kind of iffy yeah. if you're not a top guy like Devontae Adams or, or Tyree Kill. So six yep. touchdowns is fine for me. I know, like eight would be great. Yeah, but. Yep. Uh, I'll accept six if that does happen. Although, I, yeah, I guess my bar is eight, but I would not. Uh, and I wouldn't be fuming at six. I'm, I'll say I'm, it that way. <laughs> I'm not going to give yards or, or touchdown predictions on anyone else. I know you have bets on them, so you can touch upon that quickly. Yeah, but I'm just exactly. hoping that Elijah Moore is this year's Justin Jefferson. And mm-hmm. like we said with Will, I'm hoping Denzel Mims can – be a, a big factor towards the end of the season and kind of regain his spot for next year. I think that's what we have to look for Mims. Don't expect him to immediately contribute, but towards the end of the, end of the season, I'm, I'm hoping he can get a, a more expanded role. And, I mean, we'll we'll probably see a little bit of Keelan Cole in there too and Braxton Berrios. Uh, if Keelan Cole impresses me, I wouldn't be shocked to see him back because I think Crowther's a lock to be gone. I personally don't care what he does this year. I'm not even entertaining the conversation with you on him because he's just really not needed. Yeah. I mean, kind of the same thoughts. I, I don't differ too much there from more. I mean, the simple goals you said would love him to be the Justin Jefferson of this class. I will share the prop that I do have locked in on him. It is that when I grabbed, it was at 700.5 yards I do expect him to exceed it. Again, I'm not, I agree with you. I'm not going to put a set yard number on it because it's just, I think it's a difficult one to do that for. But look, especially now with potentially, it's not definitely, potentially Crowder missing week one. And even if he was, if he is able to suit up on Sunday, more will be outside. He's, he's going to take whatever yeah. role he has yeah. and is not going to look back. <laughs> Simply, I, I, I so. that's, that's the strong, I guess, take prediction stance. I, that's my, just my thought to him there. I think it's just going to explode right out of the gate. And, yeah, we'll just hit that over. We'll be thrilled with that. And I'm not going to say I'm be disappointed with any number because, look, it's tough. Rookie wideouts don't always explode. It's kind of been rare talent. We've seen the last couple of years that have just been incredible. But absolutely, no, there are expectations for more to, to be great. I think so that's a simple statement. And one, you go for it. One interesting prediction that I want to hear your take on is do you think Moore will get over over 750 yards from scrimmage because I can see him doing some end arounds maybe once per game or coming out of the backfield because I know that's something that they liked about him 
Yeah, I would say absolutely yes. I think, again, based off the work that LaFleur has completed in the past, I totally think there should be should and will be plays set up for him to be able to do that. So I'm on board with that number. I totally could see that 750, 750 plus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll even say that <laughs> if, if they're giving him those types of plays. Let's hope. So... Yeah. Otherwise, I think those those are the main names for the for predictions and numbers that we're worried about and focused on. As Brandon said, with Mims, I mean, it is what it is for his role right now. I do have, and I'll share the rest of my props, and we'll turn this into uh, week one discussion. But I do have Mims at over five twenty five point five. That was kind of before his role started to get the, in I'm question. So. Under on that. That's my kind of honest feeling now. Of course, I'm not going to go back with it. I'm going to let that one rock. And, look, of course, let's hope that happens. And then, look, on top of that, just for other season longs for the Jets, because I'm just nuts with this team, as we are aware by now, I have Salah for coach of the year with a small bet. I do, have, too. I have all the rookies, actually, on offense. I have Carter, Moore, and Wilson, each with a rookie of the year bet. I do have... A tiny one for Jets for the AFC East. A tiny one. <laughs> Do you have a small one? I'll say a little above tiny, but a small one for Jets to make the playoffs. <laughs> and then, look, our two favorite ones, and this will be our final thoughts before the week one talk. Yeah. Jets over six. It's going to happen. They're, we're giving our numbers now. When you look at the <laughs> schedule and you look at the reasonable games they have on the table, there's no reason they should not be competitive in at in most of their games. What's what's your... I'm not saying they're going to win them all. What? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give my number now. I think yeah. 7 and 10 is my, my prediction on the season. I, I think right. we're, are we on the same number? I know we've talked on the side about this. <laughs> I, I also have them at 7 and 10. I thought you were going to say 8 and 9, but I, I have them I'm at 7 I'm not convinced on it enough. I will say this. Yeah. I do have them Look, going 2 and 1 in the first three weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm shocked with like, the games that are on their schedule. Like... You know, everyone else that's not a Jet fan is just going to discount them. But I think they can easily split game, with they the should not be. They can easily split with the There's pass. really only, yeah, there's really only a few games I expect them to not. I would say not be competitive. I just really don't expect a win out of I'll, oh, I'll word it that we, way. We also have the bets for week one, too. They're easily winning that game. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do my week one and week two. Well, I'll save my week two ones actually yeah. before we talk about that game. But yeah. week one course have money line i think it's a great value as i told brandon i don't know what vegas has been watching with sam Darnold. they're clearly not aware either so we'll <laughs> lock that in before we talk about the white. game and then plus yeah then now he gets he gets credit i guess so yeah. i don't know there and then i've every spread that's been available i've locked in a little something on for them so plus four plus four and a half plus five more of the stories roll with the Jets this Sunday, and I think with that we can we can dive into the game discussion on on why <laughs> simply. Yeah, I know you wanted to talk about the let, let's start with the defensive matchup. So the de, the defense yeah. and the offensive line of the Panthers is going to be a, a situation to watch because it looks like the Panthers' offensive line is pretty banged up, and you were saying Q and and Rankin should have a field day. So look. With what's on paper going into this game, the Panthers, as you just mentioned, Brandon, they are shorthanded on the offensive line due to injuries, due to COVID issues. No reason the Jets' D-line, if they live up to their expectations, should not, and I'll say it as strong as this, they should dominate that matchup all day. 
I expect Sands to be doing something he did quite often in New York and running for his life out there. Yep. So, Walked yeah, in that two. matchup, you got to give the Jets – exactly. you got to give the Jets the edge, and that could, that's a huge X factor, really, for the defense as as the other part of the group, which is going to be – it's going to be an experience, I guess we could say it that way. It's a young group behind the front four, outside of, I guess, C.J. Mosley and, I guess, the safeties as well. Everyone else is just – they're rolling the dice simply. And I don't know. I don't really have thoughts outside of it. It might be a struggle for them. And, look, we'll see. I, I don't think I could add too much different to that because we don't know what they're able to do. We haven't seen it yet outside I, of, I guess, their college tape. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because both defense kind of – kind of suck the over under right now is 45 i would hammer the over on that i can see this being like 27 24 or like 30 yeah. 24 because i mean both offensive lines are not great uh the defensive line slash edge positions are pretty good on, on both sides so i think we can see some sacks from the jets and the panthers as well I'm hoping Wilson's not running too much, but I, I could definitely see it happening. And I think this could be like a, a sleeper game of the week that could be pretty exciting. I, I yeah. do see the Jets winning because I just think the offense is better built for it. Because, I mean, the Panthers are just going to run McCaffrey through everything, obviously. But I don't think Sam is still that good or good enough to get over playing behind a bad offensive line, I can I can see the defense causing some, some ruckus for Sam and hopefully ca- causing some turnovers. I would love to see a, a pick from Hall or, or someone else. Look, we were some of the biggest Sam guys out there pre, pre uh, the, the fall of his era here. <laughs> so it's just being realistic at this point. I don't even say there's not even the bias there. Like, we wanted to move on. There was reasons we wanted to move on. I yeah. don't have the confidence that he's going to correct those <laughs> Do they have a talented wide receiver core? There's no doubt about that. No one's going to doubt that. Definitely will be interesting to watch their their core three out there, yeah, of course, they, along with the, the back out of the backfield. They so. also don't have a real, a real tight end either, so it's really going to be DJ yeah. Moore, Robbie, and, and McCaffrey. Yeah. I guess one thing to watch on the defensive side, too, for the Jets will be the speed of the linebackers because they're going to be the ones that at least I'm expecting to be having their spy on McCaffrey all day. So let's see if those young rookie linebackers are able to you know, live up to the matchups because they're going to be heavily relied upon, obviously being in starter roles. But for a back like that, it's going to be in a lot of the action. So and we I also say watch out for that matchup throughout the game. We also don't know who the starting cornerbacks are either. Obviously, obviously it's going to be Hall, but we don't know who CB2 is. And we don't really know who the slot is either. We don't. I think it's going we don't. to be it's all Eccles and Gidry very quiet. Getting, getting a start. <laughs> that's my prediction. Yeah, that's, that's my same thought. I'd say like maybe, I mean, just to add, I guess, a different, like maybe Michael Carter surprises and gets in there yeah. in the slot role. But I also do doubt because it seems like Gidry has been running with yeah. the main group <laughs> most of the summer. So yeah. I think, and yeah, Eccles, they've, they've been quietly uh, optimistic. I'd say not quietly. They have been optimistic, and it sounds like from any any interaction with the reporters. I know DJ has has talked about him a decent amount from his coverage this summer. So I'd ex- as Brandon just said, that'll be the expectation of the group to see. And if there's a surprise, that'll be that'll be interesting to see as well. <laughs> yeah, and I want to go back to the offensive side of the ball too. So as of yep. now, when we're we're recording. 
Crowder is not cleared to play. I do like I don't really I hope he's all well and everything. Like I, I hope he's healthy, but I really don't care if he plays or not. That's my hot take is I don't care for Crowder this year. I want to see Elijah Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and even and, and the interesting there. is do you think if Crowder doesn't play, Moore gets pushed to the slot, right? You would you would guess. Do you think that gives Denzel Mims more reps on the outside or do they go to Keelan Cole? I guess that's, that's – you see, I'm puzzled for a second. I think it's an interesting one to answer just based on based on the usage of Moore too. Like, yes, like by default you would think Moore is just going to slide right into the slot. From the way they – at least from the reporter perspective, all summer he's been everywhere for them. So, like, I don't think it's a definite that Mins so would get those increased slot? reps. You, Barrios? I think you might see some Keelan – Keelan Cole, I think you might see slide in there right away. And, he, and he's also done it all, too. Yeah, he, yeah, that, he That's the done. great thing about this group. They could really just move them all. I mean, Davis will be standing in the same spot all the time. But outside of that, you're going to see a lot of shuffling, which is great. Obviously, is what we want to see. And I'm, I'm hoping we won't see it, but I, I'm going to guarantee that Coleman's going to start the game. Yeah, I, I think he will get the first touch. <laughs> You're correct on that from from our prediction. And other other than that, I like I I hope we see more Ty Johnson, but I think it's gonna be Coleman and, until he really gets hurt or, or just starts sucking. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'd say from from the get go, it's gonna be that. But look, it could be one of those situations which is what they did in in San Fran, ride the hot hand simply. So. We'll we'll see who has the hot hand. Say going in, I agree with you. That'll be the expectation, but could definitely change in the fly. Before before we wrap up the preview, what is your final? Give me your final score prediction and give me your stat line for Zach Wilson. So this is going to be as we do weekly pr- predictions. I'm making this statement now. When we're winning, I'll give a score. When we're not, I will not give a score. <laughs> All right. So today, I will give a score. <laughs> I I can't be too crazy. The D's gonna let up points. I I can't be exact though as you. I'm gonna say 30, 30 27. I, I do think both are gonna put points on the board. And it might even come from the defensive side as well. We've seen what Sam has done. We know what he's capable of in terms of throwing interceptions <laughs> that go the opposite way. Yep. So I might be I'll say I'm predicting a pick six at some point. One of those young corners is gonna make a big play. Yeah, I but yeah, I'll leave it at thirty to twenty-seven. And for Wilson, I'll go t- two, two eighty-eight, two TDs. I'm gonna say no turnovers. Obviously, <laughs> might be a little lofty there, just but I'll stick with that. Two eighty-eight, two TDs, and sprinkled in some rush yards. I don't know the. I can't hit a number on that. I just yeah. no idea what he's gonna do with that. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a couple of the scrambles. So yeah. I'm not going to give him a 300-yard game off the bat. I want to, but I won't. So I'll leave it at that. So that's where I'm getting my 30. Two touchdowns, a potential pick six, and you're sprinkling some field goals. You know it's, it's – we don't want yeah. it to happen, but it's going to happen. And hopefully Amendola makes it. But I'll turn yeah, it to you for your, your prediction, and we will uh, get ready for Sunday. So my, my score is right around yours. I have them 27-24 winning. And yep. obviously, both the both scores have the over hitting. I think Wilson throws a pick just because, just because really. 
I'll give him like 265. He's been too perfect this summer, which is yeah. good for us. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him 265, two touchdowns and a pick. And I'll give Ty Johnson uh, a rushing touchdown. I don't know why I just thought I'd throw that in, but we, yeah. <laughs> you were talking about touchdowns. I'll, I'll give him that. I think we see an improbable receiving touchdown from someone, whether it's like P. Ryan I like that. or like Daniel Brown. I think we see something that we don't expect. I don't think Davis scores. I don't. I, I think Wilson will. I'm throw laughing. Him. I was about to say it. What? What were you gonna say? You go for it. I was. I love what you said about the tight ends. Like as we've been down on since the final roster has come to what it is, but I would not be shocked at all to see one of them score on week one as well. <laughs> Could be a Ryan Griffin day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I I got nothing else in the preview. That's all I got. Any other final last second predictions for Sunday? No, I think I think that's really it. Just uh, as we said with Will, be hopefully fun football to watch this year, and that that starts on Sunday. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the The road to seventeen and zero starts Sunday. That's all I gotta say. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Spence, we are just about there. Week one is within the distance. We gave our predictions. Not shocked that we had the same season predictions and a, a little preview of, of what we can expect for week one. We will be doing this every week during the season for each game and hopefully as the games go on we can get a little more deeper into our analysis and hopefully have some more positive things to say than negative i think that's the goal this year every time we talked about gase it was negative so let's keep the positive vibes going with salah and let's let's win the football game this week that's all i gotta say yeah and as i keep saying looking forward to watching and rooting for wins points positive things productivity <laughs> Anything that would be grouped with that, unlike what we've been doing really the two whole gates years. So I will also I'm, re- be, I'm ready for that part. I will be rooting against Seattle in every game. As Have well, to, yeah. Because we want that high pick. Not that they they'll they'll be good. They'll be good, but two first rounders is better than one. So with that, as always, we hope you enjoyed the pod. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at the good, the bad, and the Jets pod. You can follow us on Twitter at good, bad, Jets pod. And you can follow me on Twitter at Verified. Thank you, Brandon. As always, you can check me out on Twitter at sklein824 and on TikTok at nyjetssk824. And with that, I have... Oh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I was going to say uh, that I'm, I'm hoping as the season goes on, we get some more TikToks. Yeah, yes, I, <laughs> that is a goal of mine. I'll say it as a goal. <laughs> so no problem. Hopefully, all right. I Correct. know. Right. I uh, I know you have a question or two for me before. Yes. We wrap up. Let's let's hear it. Yeah. So look, we we talked enough on what our thoughts are on the season, our thoughts in week one, and look, we're getting weeks in advance, but. What would be, and this is a part A and part B question, say part A is what would be a game you expect the Jets to sh- surprise and, and win? Or it's a potential win, or you have to say guarantee win. And the part B is what would be the shock of the game where they flop and disappoint? I can see them being competitive against Tennessee. 
at home. I think that's mm -hmm. week, was that week four? Yep. Uh, I, so when I did my prediction, I had them basically around 500 or above for most of the season. The, mm -hmm. the last month and a half is when things go south because they got, so they got the Saints, Dolphins, Jaguars, Bucks, and Bills. I have them one and four in that five game stretch. So mm -hmm. I think the, they're going to be, they, it can be competitive for, for most of the year. I think they can surprise team, surprise the Titans on October 3rd. And I can totally see them losing to, to Houston, like like we mentioned, because yep. they're they're going to Houston. I mean, Houston has nothing to lose, probably at that point. So mm -hmm. I can totally see them losing that game. I mean, I, I have them beating the Pats at home if that also mm -hmm. counts week two. But I think a lot of people expect that. Yep. What about Those you? Are fair thoughts. What, I'd say my. What's your answer? I'll do my surprise game first. I, I think everyone is just automatically thinking 0-2 against Buffalo. I don't think I that's think so. a lock. They're certainly a much better team, not denying that one bit. But I, I don't think it's unbelievable if they're the home game. I'm looking at November 14th. I don't think it's a crazy thing that you know, maybe they put it together on the home field. Get that one done. I'm not saying they're going to, but that would be my one surprise game i'm not going to say tampa bay and be a little ridiculous there well, I, I do mean, like your thought on tennessee i, I just think we're, it's, it's going to be a tough game with the secondary there well sorry yeah. our secondary there but i don't think it's that crazy that they, you know, we could pull it out there and my flop game and to me this should be a flop i think the Bengals game depending on how hot they come out and if their wideouts are doing what they're capable of could be another tough day for the secondary. I'm, so I'm not high on the Bengals at all. I think they're very bad. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> I, I they're not a great team, and we should have the better matchup there. Their O yeah. line is not great. Yeah, so we and, should take care of business there. But that's why it's a flop game. I, <laughs> it I, had to be different. I couldn't just pick the same one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give an explanation and double down on my Tennessee game. I think the Jets are gonna bottle up Derrick Henry that game, and they're gonna mm -hmm. cause some problems there. I can that's see that. Yeah, going with that home yep. game. Week four, uh, yeah, week four. I they could surprise us. Did you yeah, have a? I like your thoughts there. Did you have a follow-up question on that? I know you said you. No, I think that was it. I was gonna say like I didn't want to have the same with the Texans, but I like yeah. your logic there. <laughs> and as Will was saying the other day as well. Yeah. Only game I just wanted to mention, and then that's all I got for this is, I didn't want to say the Saints are a surprise game because I don't think they're gonna be that great. I think that'll be a evenly competitive game. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe that's not at all. I think that's a hot take. But, I think the Saints. Yeah. I will never exactly. go against Coach Payton. I think yeah. they can I easily did, win ten games. The Saints. So or that's why I didn't include that as my surprise because I guess there's my my initial three four months away thoughts. I think that'll be a competitive game for us. Would but you? I'll leave it at that one for that game. Would you consider it a disaster if they lose to the Jaguars this year? That's week 16. I'd say yes, because in my head, that's one of those games like should absolutely be in it and should absolutely be winning with, with this improved staff and every home, and improved yeah. talent. <laughs> like, but all those factors combined. Yep. It's, it's an important game, too, because they're facing Trevor Lawrence. They're facing... Yep. They, face Matt, they face Darnold, Mac Jones twice, Josh Allen twice, Tua twice, yep. and Trevor Lawrence. All, the, all of those quarterbacks are 
pretty significant in, in Jets history so yeah. far, I'd say. Yep. So, so my, did you have something else? No, that's all. Okay. I'm waiting, ready for your question. So my question is just about week one, the week one game. Let's say Crowder is out. Do you think Elijah Moore establishes himself as the slot moving forward and just completely like overtakes Crowder, and we get like Keelan Cole or Denzel Mims in? I I want it to happen, but I I do fully expect it to happen based on like all the people that were observing the summer reporters, fans, some of our Jets Twitter people that are plugged in i don't see why that shouldn't be a reasonable thing to happen so yeah i I totally can see that scenario playing out where that that happens i hope it does i guess i guess i don't care i think it will happen i'll go a little stronger than i I do think it will happen yep i i don't think it'll happen not yet at least i i think he can i think more can establish himself later on in the season and and blow up like justin justin jefferson did because it, it did take Jefferson a few weeks to really get going. Yep. But I think they're still high on Crowder for, for whatever reason. And plus, they mm-hmm. got seven wide receivers to feed, so it might be a, a little uh, a little hairy in the, the wide receiver room. We will see in a couple of days, simply. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, can't wait, as yep. Bart Scott would say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll end it on that from me. All right. Well, again, we, we hope you – enjoy the episode hope you're excited about the new subscription model that we will be trying out and we hope you enjoy week one let's go jets they better win and make sure you stay positive as always and test negative thanks everyone